0: plushcare.com slash weight loss Hello everyone and welcome. Hello everyone and welcome. Yes, hello everyone and welcome. It's been a very, very, very long time. And first of all, myself Vernon Care and Darren Fletcher. We'd like to apologize for our absence. There are many, 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 many elements in the equation that is putting together a fumble podcast. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for being very, very patient. And I will start with the explanation, Darren, because I think it's only fair.
2: So I, I think it's I think it's only you. So I think, <laughs> I, think, I think I think I think that's probably quite appropriate, really.
0: Alright, so new year and nothing's changed. Throwing <laughs> me straight under the bus after two minutes yep. of chatting already. So first thing basically. It's Christmas, it's the festive period, Strictly Come Dancing finished on the 15th of December. Myself and Strictly Come Dancing's Test Daily and the girls were straight on a plane on the 16th, straight out to Sydney, Singapore and then New Zealand. So that's why we didn't do a fumble over the back end of this season and also into the start of the playoffs. Now there's no excuse, I know, there is no excuse because yes, believe it or not, they do have the internet in New Zealand. It's caught up with them Darren. They have www.theinternet. Yes they do. They do indeed. However, what they do have and which is what really prevented us from doing a fumble podcast is copious amounts of fantastic awesome chardonnay, pinot noir, <laughs> pinot gris a fantastic Sauvignon Blanc from Marlborough was discovered. And that's why we didn't chat, because pretty much uh, I was on my back for three and a half weeks, Darren.
2: <laughs> I actually think that's a fair enough excuse. I'm, mm. I'm OK with that. And and we all know that there is internet in New Zealand because we followed your progress, your pictures, oh, yes. your videos. And while we were all cold here, thinking, look at that jammy so-and-so, you were strolling down Sunkiss beaches with hardly anybody on them, with a big smile on your face and your Raiders hat on. So we've seen it. We've been there with
0: you. Yeah, oh, that's good. I I took a, as uh, the Fumbleites will know, we, we do love a little bit of merch. And in particular, myself, you, Darren Fletcher, and Simon Cross, our executive producer, we do like a baseball cap that represents not only the NFL, but pretty much all American sports teams across the board. So I did take a handful. I took Panthers, Raiders, Seahawks, Chiefs, brand new Chiefs hat I purchased. And I also purchased an NFL hat. Can you believe it? In the home of, well, the world's best rugby union team, the All Blacks, I purchased an all-black Raiders cap, so black lid, black peak, and black emblem, and it looks superb. However, when I wear it, it looks like I'm dodging the paparazzi or I'm an employee <laughs> of B&Q. You know what I mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they're, they're quite poles apart, those two situations. Yeah. I've been a worker at BQ or dodging the paparazzi. But anyway, look, it's great to have you back. And we're we're kind of back in the nick of time, aren't we? Because we're down to the last four. It's where it gets serious. And I'm I'm, I'm still dealing with a certain amount of devastation that my beloved... Well, not my beloved Chargers, but they are my pick. Oh, well, you can can call them your beloved Chargers,
0: Darren, because let's be honest, you've already changed your favourite American football team. You once were a Burrs fan and now you're a Packers fan and now, you know, you've been uh, pumping up the Chargers for the back end of the season. Yeah, I'm not
2: going to be a Chargers fan. Um, I might move <laughs> back towards the Bears, by the way. That's, on, that's potentially on the cards for the start of next oh, season. you just give you, let's, you, uh, <laughs> let, let's just give you a little warning about that one. That, that might well be on the cards. But I think from a Chargers standpoint, I was, I was convinced that this could be their year. And then as the season wore on and it got to the playoffs, started listening to various podcasts in the US, and they talk a great deal of sense over there. And they said, look, you get to a certain stage of the season, where you've got to sell your stock in the teams that you've bought stock in. Now, I bought in heavily on the L.A. Chargers. And they said, because when you get to a certain stage of the season, you've got to know who you can trust, why you can trust them. And when you get up against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at this stage of the season, they're the two you've got to trust. And for all of Philip Rivers, all of the defence, all of the talent, all of the optimism and hope, all of the Fletcher money that was down, It was right, because you just can't bet against Brady, Belichick, on a bye, in the playoffs, in the cold, at home. I should have known better. I apologise. Bugger the charges. (laughs) Well done, the Patriots.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. The The bolts were well and truly earthed. I think uh, is a phrase that we'll use there because the Chargers, let's be honest, didn't show up. And we talked about this in the week when we were preparing for this podcast. They were completely outshone. They were completely outplayed. They were completely outgame-planned by the New England Patriots. And Tom Brady, I think he summed it up himself at the end of the game when he did that post-game interview and said, look, people think we suck. Basically, what he was saying was people say we suck. Pause. In his head, he's thinking, do people not realise we're the New England Patriots? I'm the greatest quarterback of all time, statistically, physically, mentally, whatever. And I have a head coach who is just the best. I have an offensive coordinator who literally sleeps in the spare room, so we have a relationship like no one else in the NFL. It's just ridiculous that people think the Pats are done.
2: Yeah. Is it, is it only me? And I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this and the, the listeners to the fumble as well, that I think this is one of the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> aspects of the NFL. And that is that the New England Patriots in terms of players and in terms of talent, they are probably middle of the road in NFL terms. You know, you'd look at the Chargers team that they beat handily last weekend. So much more talent on the Chargers team than there is on the Patriots team, excluding Brady and Belichick, of course. But you look at some of the other teams in the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers have more talent than the New England Patriots. And the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't in the playoffs. You can make a case that the Colts roster is young and exciting and it can match the Patriots for talent. But I think it's one of the few sports in the world. And I can't really think of another one. If you think about the Premier League, the best team wins the Premier League. You know, a team doesn't necessarily win the Premier League if you're not the best team. If, if you want to win a basketball championship, you kind of need LeBron James or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. You need a, you need the superstars. The best team yeah. wins in the NBA. You need to you score points. Yeah, the best cricket team wins, you know. But in the NFL, you don't have to be the best team. You might need the best player, which is what they've got in Brady, certainly this time of year. But it's the best coach that wins at this stage. And you look at the last four this weekend. I would say they are the best four head coaches in the NFL: Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, Sean McVeigh. I, An- An- one- I think Andy
0: Reid's a brave shout because Andy Reid gets play—he he gets I know he's been there many, 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 uh, many times before. Listen, but I think the way he, that he is, i, I think we, 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 what we have to know, respect Vern, Andy Reid for because just, just give me ten Vern, seconds. Vern, Vern, is the fact Vern. that he has he has taken on board Patrick Mahomes, benched him. Oh. Kept him quiet, but loved the kid. That's what I like about what he's done here. Anyway, go on.
2: Andy Reid Reid went to the playoffs about eight years in a row with Mm. Donovan McNabb and Jeff Garcia Mm. as his quarterback. Mm. So Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. Now, if you're looking at coaches that might be better than them, the one that might sneak in could potentially be Doug Peterson, but he's only been a head coach for three years. There aren't any more in the league that you'd put in that bracket. So the best coaches at this stage of the season are the last men standing. And I think it's one of the beauties of the sport, the fact that you don't have to be the most talented group of people, that you've just got to be the best coached, the best prepared. You've got to have a, a quarterback with ice running through his veins, and that's what they've got in Tom Brady. And I think you've got to be adaptable. And one of the things that's gone under the radar, I think, for New England, which may well lead them all the way to the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski is now arguably the best blocking tight end in the NFL. Oh, so was... the running game for New England with Sony Michelle and James White and what they can do running the ball is outstanding.
0: He was like but a Gronkowski bulldozer. a pass
2: catcher. Yes.
0: A bulldozer but... against the Chargers. The way that they called up those players, Josh McDaniel can walk into any position in the be NFL. Be prepared
2: to become. Yeah. How many would prepared to change like that? Well, I can't catch it anymore. So what I'm going to be is, my, is the best at my position doing something else. And Gronk is now... An extra offensive lineman for them, and he's doing it brilliantly. And I think he's going to be a brave man to bet against them this weekend. I'm not going to do that. I think they get to the Super Bowl. I've I've gone from I've taken a 180 degree turn on these games, and I've got to be fair to you, Mr. Bernie. They were your AFC tip tip before the season started, weren't they? <laughs> they they were, were your tip. They were, however, however, my yeah. friend Victor By the way, the, the Falcons were the the Falcons were the NFC tip. Yeah. So I've, got, I've got that far. Yeah. I've got that far.
0: But I, I think I think my friend Victor, uh, Victor owns a, a betting company. Uh he gave me really good odds on the Rams and the Chiefs. I somehow, I don't know why, but this is going back to April-May time when I placed a bet. I went each way on the Rams and I went all in on the Chiefs and the odds right. that I got were fantastic I got 28 to 1 on the Chiefs and I got 16 to 1 on the Rams and I put 20 quid hey? on yeah I got 20 quid on each but this is way before the start of the season so this is
2: after so this betting <laughs> this betting company's about to go bust I think it is yeah. I think
0: it is fishing out those odds yeah well, wow. it, well but, but I mean wow because those were those are two teams that if you look at they, they had potential playoff success early on in the season, but even earlier on, pre-post-draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had great yeah, squads. Well, I've,
2: I've got one left. I, I went Rams and Chargers, so I've still got the Rams. Mm. So I've, I've got half a chance of that. I've got to let you into a little secret as well, because you talked to me about your travels. I'm in a very strange place, recording the Fumble podcast today. And I've got a problem that I might need you to help me with. I don't think it'll be a police matter, but it might be. (laughs) So Uh, my, my son this afternoon has a football match at school. So I've got the little dongle, you know, the internet dongle. Oh, yeah. I've shoved it in the car. So I'm sat in the car in the school car park, holding a handheld microphone to my mouth. I've got headphones in. And the car in the school car park is completely steamed up. You know what I'm oh, talking. Darren. So I'm sat in a completely steamed up car with a set of headphones <laughs> and a microphone in me hand, <laughs> with teachers occasionally strolling past, thinking who's that in there. So if if in a moment I disappear, it's probably because I've been
0: arrested. Oh gosh. Well, good luck. You can just say you're practising you. for your next Champions League game. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he kicks off at two o'clock, so he should be okay. Oh, you'll be all
0: right. You'll be all right. Yeah. Is, he, is he? Is he a decent player, the boy?
2: Yeah, he's in the academy at Forest. He's really good, actually. He's a, he's a very, very good little player. Um, and two of, his, two of his teammates at Forest are in his class at school. So whenever they play this team, it's a nightmare for the other kids because they're playing against academy boys. So they should win today. He's pouring with rain. He's got his new boots for Christmas, so he's breaking them in for the first what, time. What did you get him? So what he's you really him? excited. We got him some Nike, Nike ones he wanted from Nike Town. They the, were,
0: the Mondial oh, ones, is it? I'm not really up he on went, football yeah, boots anymore. Well, he
2: sent me a, little, sent me a picture He sent me a picture. He said, they're the ones, Dad. So I just showed the woman and said, have you got these? Yeah, we got them. What what colour are they? Black. You have to wear black in the Forest Academy. You're not allowed to wear coloured boots. Oh, I love that. Um, So you wear black boots. You've got to have your your socks pulled up, your shirt tucked in. And you know why they do it? I think this is great. Because they want that feeling of togetherness within the academy. So it's such a cross-section of society that not every parent can afford the latest boots. So they don't want a situation where some kids are being laughed at and picked on because they've not got the latest boots. Good idea. So they all wear black boots. So they all look the same when they're out there training. And I I think it's great.
0: I know we're supposed to talk about American football, but that's why I think all kids should wear school uniform. Yeah. Because it makes you all equal. No matter what level of society or how much money your parents make, every kid should wear school uniform. Because once you get a kid in the brand new Nike Airs or whatever, it just, you know, in, in the social scene at school, it elevates them to a higher status. And that's unfair. That's why I think every kid should wear a school uniform in Great Britain. But anyway, yeah, I'm with you. Darren, let, let's, let, I'm going to ask you, we had a conversation about it earlier on in the week and we were both in awe and we mentioned it briefly about how Josh McDaniel completely tore apart the San Diego Chargers. I think it was the first three out of four possessions the Patriots scored. Just explain to us... Uh, Let's have that conversation again. What did he do and why were they basically unstoppable?
2: Well, I don't know. And I I said to you, didn't I, when we chatted in the car the other day, I was driving somewhere and so were you. And I, I said, I can't work out that this is a team that's been dominant for so many years, over a decade, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And they tend to have really average players in the skill positions. I mean, the only outstanding wide receiver they've ever had was Randy Moss and he wasn't um, at his best when he played for new England. Yes. Rob Gronkowski has been the best tight end, arguably in the NFL for the last half a dozen years, but the rest of them are kind of plug in play players. And in a, in a, in a league where you watch so much film and you kind of see what everybody does. I can't work out why nobody has found a way to slow down new England. Because I know Brady's a genius, but he's not physically gifted. He's got an (laughs) OK arm. He can't run. He runs like me, Dad. Yeah, he wears kale pyjamas, which are obviously quite big. But I don't know why people can't stop it. it. It's kind of this system that looks relatively simple, but it can't be. It looks relatively straightforward, but it can't be. The players all look pretty average when you look at all the physical intangibles. I mean, Edelman's 5'10", former quarterback, can't run and drops his fair share. But when they needed him at the weekend, he was outstanding. Sony Michel's a rookie that everybody in the NFL could have had and didn't take. James White's a running back who never, catches, who never runs the ball. He only catches it. Cordero Patterson is a wide receiver who never catches it. He only runs it. <laughs> the offensive line lost its left tackle in the summer to the Giants and nobody can get to Brady. How on earth? Do they do it? I've got no idea.
0: It's insane. No idea. But what is consistent is we talked also about the fact that if you want to get to Tom Brady, you've got to get at Tom Brady. So as a a defence, what you do if you want to go after Tom Brady, you always take maybe a linebacker or a DB out of the equation in defending... the wide receivers and the running backs who come out of the backfield and the receivers that run all their amazing routes. And that's what I noticed is the receivers, when they run a route, the other receiver, either on their side or a receiver that's going to cross into uh, halfway and into the other zone, they're always detracting DBs from what they're supposed to do, be it in zone or man coverage. And a prime example of that was the touchdown uh, where they did a rub route, I think it is, where two wide receivers come together and then they split and the Chargers didn't have a clue what they were doing. But you could tell Tony Romo was in awe of what the Patriots were doing the whole of that game. He was like, they're running up plays that are usually the back pages of your playbook. They're doing plays that you wouldn't really see in a playoff game. And they were just throwing so many what looked like trick plays at the San Diego Chargers. And you wouldn't prep for those players because you haven't seen them previously in the season. You haven't seen them previously in the playoffs. And the defense were like, oh my goodness me, this is just a mockery. They are coming at us from everywhere. And with that talent or lack of talent that they've got, everyone has to step up their game. And if you watch, there was one incident as well where Edelman, I think it was, ran the wrong route. And Brady let him know that he ran the wrong route. And I thought that was absolute class. Best mates on the team. Best mates when it comes to socialising as well and hanging out. But also, Brady wasn't scared of giving him a mouthful of what he thought. And I thought that is the moment where the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl because they are so focused and I think they are properly primed to pick up another Lombardi trophy. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do that Brady quits at the same time as Gronkowski.
2: That was fantastic technical stuff. I was about to say there, thank you for tuning in to the NFL Playbook with Vernon Gay. I'm surprised you I can remember any of it after, after all the concussions I've had. In. Yeah, two San Diego Chargers you've gone today. I'll let you off with the first one. Say that again? Two San Diego's. You've had two San Diego Chargers. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Well, do you know what? I mean, I'm not the only one because I was watching Sky coverage with Neil and the team, and they did it as well, but they had had like a pound (laughs) swear box. But I think because we're old school, Darren, it's very difficult when teams change to get used to what they're called after one season. You know what I mean? Because they will always be, in my eyes, the San Diego Chargers. They will. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel, I feel sorry for Chargers fans because of their little poxy stadium that they've got to play in.
2: Oh, no. can I know. Can Crazy. I, um, can I be slightly controversial? Can I stick a question out there and, and, I, and make a statement? Yeah. Y- You've just said there that the Patriots might win another Lombardi trophy and they might well be in the Super Bowl. And I think with the way the weather's going to be in Kansas City this weekend, they're talking about minus 11. They're talking about it being the coldest game ever played in Arrowhead. We know how well Brady plays in the cold. We know that New England are going to run the ball and we know that the Chargers like to pass it. So conditions are going to favour Belichick and the Patriots remarkably on Sunday. So it's going to be hard to bet against Kansas City in that one, I think. But are you not just totally bloody bored about New England being in the Super Bowl? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Jesus. I mean, you know, I like to buy a bit of merch when I'm there. Everything I've got that's got a Super Bowl logo on it's got a bloody New England Patriots badge on as well yeah I want two fresh
0: ones in they bored shitless with it this was this was this was a big topic on Twitter when I posted who've you got and everyone well not everyone but Those people, not necessarily people who are anti-New England fans, but people who are... I'm not not anti, I'm just bored. No, and you know my... like, If Tom Brady walked in here, I would literally throw my arms and legs around him and cling on him like a monkey on a tree because I think he's he's (laughs) one of those special people that walk amongst us. Uh, Yes. But we are bored. We are bored of seeing the same chat from... Bill Belichick because Tom Brady even when he's at the podium and he's being asked questions he's not the most enthusiastic yes he's focused yes he's, he's dialled in but he doesn't have charisma he doesn't have the, the joie de vivre as, as, as you know, major American sports stars. What he does have is a mentality for winning. And that comes across on the podium as being quite boring. And it's the same with Bill Belichick. He sits down, he's grumpy, he's miserable, he's cursed with the, uh, with the journalists. He gives single word answers where a single word answer isn't necessarily needed. And it's like, come on, guys, it's a Super Bowl. It's a celebration of the biggest sporting event in America, and therefore the biggest sporting event in the world outside of the Olympics and the World Cup. Do you know what I mean?
2: But they're boring, but they're boring too. I mean, they're not... They're efficient, aren't they? They're not spectacular. You know, the game plan is, is efficiency. It's short passes. It's running the ball. It's making plays on defence. I mean, I got this... I got this wish after we saw the Rams beat the, the, the Chiefs in the regular season, the game that should have been in Mexico, but it was ended, up, um, ended up being played in L.A., that, to me, is the dream scenario for the Super Bowl because you're going to get 45-43. You're going to get a shootout with you know, the best young quarterback in the game in, in Pat Mahomes, who's the MVP this year, a number one overall pick in Jared Goff, Sean McVay with all his imagination, Todd Gurley, etc., I look at that and I think, I can't wait to see that. Mm. I don't want to see the Rams up against Bill Belichick. I just don't want to see it. I feel like I've seen it before. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching another Christmas special for EastEnders. I've seen it. <laughs> I know what happens. I've been there. Even if they lose, they're going to lose a close one. That's fine. Brady's going to do what he does. Belichick's never going to smile. I don't want to see it. I want to see, I want Kansas City this week to beat New England. And I don't think they will, but I want them to. And I want them to play the Rams or the Saints just so it's different. Yeah. Even though the Philadelphia won the way they did last year, we're still
0: against New England. And I'm like, oh not New England again. And I know I know I know but, you just not not like greatness. It, but... is it not like the nineties of Manchester United?
2: Yeah, probably. in and the eighties were Liverpool, but but we all
0: got bored of that too. Yeah. But I I think another thing, you know, you and I have witnessed it ourselves. We witnessed it uh, this time last year in Minnesota. There's an air of expectancy amongst New England fans that that, that can sometimes be classed as being a little bit cocky, a little bit, you know, they walk in the room and like, look, hey, we're already Super Bowl champions and the game hasn't even kicked off yet. I don't want to see that. You want to see the Kansas City Chiefs or the LA Rams or the New Orleans Saints. You want to see their excitement for this brand new coming together of teams that haven't been in the Super Bowl for quite a while. I mean, when did the Saints win it? 2005, was it? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, something like that, yeah. 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 And, and Drew Brees just turned 40. I love the fact that their head coach, Sean Payton, used to play for the Leicester Falcons. Panthers. Panthers, yes, the Leicester, Leicester Panthers. Panthers. He used to play for the Leicester the Everard, Panthers. The Everard's Leicester Panthers. <laughs> yes. And the Everard's Leicester Panthers. Did you see that picture that Arlo White posted on his Instagram? No. So you know Arlo the sports commentator. Yeah. Right. So he is big a big Bears fan. He's big a Bears big fan, huge Chicago Bears fan. Used to nearly do,
2: as big a Bears fan as me. Carry yeah.
0: On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he used to do the match coverage, correct me if I'm wrong, for the Seattle Sounders in the MLS. he's
2: he's the voice of NBC football in the US now. That's with, right. Um with Lee Dixon, Graham Lasso, et cetera. I'm very, very good at what he does. And he lives about 20 minutes from me. Right, We're so, having lunch next week.
0: So he got a promotion from being the uh, game caller at the Seattle Sounders. He's now got this big job at NBC Soccer. and yes. but, but he started off commentating, practicing as a kid with the Leicester Panthers. And he's got a picture Is on it? his Instagram, yes, of Sean Payton turning around with a classic old-school can of Coke in his hand. And Arlo's obviously gone, can I have a picture? <laughs> As a kid, and it's an absolute <laughs> classic. Make sure you look it up. And I think people forget that, yeah, he used to play quarterback for the Leicester Panthers. Yeah, and it's you, yeah, you just kind of going back to this Patriots thing. I was so excited about this season
2: because, in my stupidity, we I thought they sucked. And, <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. I, I was the person that Tom Brady was talking to after the, after the game the other day. I thought they, I thought they were terrible. I, I thought the roster's no good. They've lost too many players. They're not going to win this year. They'll win the division fine, but they'll be one and done in the playoffs. And then they've got to do that to the Chargers. So it's like a double kick in the bollocks as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> because, because A, the Patriots won, and B, they beat my Chargers. So it's like they've been building up to this all year. And I now feel that, they, that they've made this personal against me. So oh, the way this I goes now, this. they've made this personal against I me. They, they don't like me. They've heard, and now they are going to get to the Super Bowl now because they're going to do it just to really piss me off. So, <laughs> it, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're going to be there. In, we're going to be there in Atlanta. And I'm going to have to stand there and watch Brady or and this mob again go up and down the field in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to be cheering for the opposition again, just like I was 12 months ago with my Philadelphia Eagles hat on in the middle of Patriot Nation. And I'm going to be keeping my fingers so tightly crossed that Jared Goff or Drew Brees, Sean Payton or Sean McVay can do it for me in Atlanta because
0: I just don't want to see New England win another one alright Darren I think you better calm down because remember the headmaster is watching from his
2: office <laughs> the car's even more steamed up now than it was
0: let's talk about the four guys that are going to, are going to go under centre this weekend Patrick Holmes Drew Bruins yeah. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Tom Brady, so we'll, we'll just put him to one side for now. And Jared Goff, let's talk about those three individual quarterbacks. And I want to start off with the guy who has basically already claimed MVP, Patrick Mahomes. What is it about this guy, Darren, that makes him so special, that has opened everyone's eyes to the fact that this young quarterback has slipped into a system under Andy Reid at the Kansas City Chiefs and he is launching rockets and they are putting a lot of points on the board and they are beating very good teams. He's
2: got an amazing arm. He's got amazing invention. He can throw the ball with his right hand. He's quite happy to throw it with his left hand. He's quite happy to throw it when he's not looking. He's got tremendous speed down the field in Sammy Watkins and and Tyreek Hill. He's got the, the best deep threat tight end in the game in Travis Kelsey. He's got an offensive line that's been superb. He has a huge home field advantage with the noise at Arrowhead. And he's got a head coach in Andy Reid that tailors the game plan perfectly to fit Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a breath of fresh air. I think he's got the opportunity and the talent to have a Hall of Fame career. And I'm saying that after one year as wow. a starter because there's no throw that he can't make. And I think every now and again you get a special player that walks into the National Football League. And I think in this guy, he has. And I think when you get the special talent walk in the room, they also need other things because people say, and it's a cliche, that this is the, the most complete team sport in the world. And it is the NFL. And he's got a very good head coach and he's got offensive talent around him and a team that's ready to win. So I think the stars have have, have, have aligned here. The planets have, have collided just right for Patrick Mahomes. And I, But I think this is going to be the test, isn't it? You know, if he has had a weakness this season, it's been against the, the better teams and the better coaches in the NFL. They lost to McVeigh and the Rams in the regular season. Uh, they lost to the Patriots and Belichick early in the season. They lost to Rivers and the Chargers in the regular season. So when the lights have shined the brightest up until the Colts last weekend, he's had a bit of a problem, but I think this is a team that's going to be, you know, a double digit winning team for the next decade with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. And I think we need to get used to seeing the red shirts of the chiefs in the playoffs at this time of the year, season on season, because this is a team with him as the quarterback that can dominate the AFC for a period of time.
0: So, Darren, let's talk about the other guy, the guy that's pushing 40. He just turned 40 recently, Drew Brees, a man who I think is deemed underrated. I know it's a bold statement, but underrated because he's always breaking records. He always has uh, classic downfield threats, very similar to Patrick Mahomes, lacking the tight end, of course. But he always seems to be put on the back burner. He's never in the forefront of, oh, is he an elite quarterback? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes to all of those. But why is Drew Brees a little bit under-regarded. Before I take that, I've just had a text from the school. So
2: I'm sat in the car park with the car windows (laughs) steamed up and the under-10s football match has now been cancelled. Oh, you're joking. No, so it says collect your son at the normal time. So that's like 3.40. So I've got to sit here now till then. Oh, man. Outrageous. Anyway, well, listen, I'm going to let you talk about Breeze, but I'm just going to give you... I've not got numbers as such this week because there aren't that many around with it being... Um, championship weekend. But the numbers that Vegas like to look at when it comes to setting the spreads and the odds and working out who they think are going to win the game before we all put down the hard earned on it. I think Brees has got a problem this weekend. The key statistics that the Vegas odds makers look at are points scored, points differential and yards per play. And of the foot, and they tend to take it on a month by month basis. All
0: right, so let me so stop you there. The so, obs- so points scored, yeah. we know. Points differential, what's yeah. that?
2: Which would be points scored um, with points against factored in. Right. So
0: that okay. would be
2: the points differential. So, right. If you if you right. scored ten, conceded three, your differential would be seven. Yeah. So that's the points differential, and then yards per play. So let's say they ran sixty-four offensive plays, and they amassed four hundred and seventy-five total offensive yards, they'd make the division, and that would be the yards per play. Right. So the th- there, are, there are a lot of other categories that they deal with, but they're the three. If you can find a, a real disparity with those three key areas, that kind of sets the tone for what the odds and the line is going to be for the game. So they will have taken into consideration the last month of the NFL regular season, and on each of those three categories, points scored, points differential, yards per play, the Saints are fourth and significantly fourth of the remaining teams in the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. So they're in a bit of a hole. So Saints fans now are screaming at the podcast saying, but Teddy Bridgewater played in one of those games. Well, the bad news is that even if you take the Teddy Bridgewater game and make it three, they're still bottom in points scored, points differential and yards per play. And I think of the the four teams left in it, The biggest concern in terms of the form of the team and the recent results and the way it's gone, the Saints look to have played their best football already this season. And I think if Brees is going to get them to the Super Bowl, he's almost got to reignite everything. They've got to get back to what we saw week eight onwards for a period of time. Because I think if they don't, then those key categories tell you the Rams have got an advantage. If this was being played in L.A., I think the point spread would be quite heavily weighted in the Rams' favour. The Superdome is the big advantage that Breeze has got this week because of the hostility and they don't lose there very often. But in terms of all the big numbers that Vegas would look at, this looks to be a very difficult game and a a difficult road now left for Sean Payton and
0: the Saints. Take a look at the Philadelphia game. One thing that's completely different to the Saints in the season is that relationship between Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. The running backs aren't as productive as they used to be.
2: No, now, I don't want to drop a name here, but I had a, a long conversation about this with the great Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson, Boom. When he came over. Boom! Um, there yeah, he goes! He oh, yeah. I can feel the we shot wave from here, we, Darren! We mix in circles. <laughs> we mix in circles. We mix in circles. So, <laughs> I said to him, you know, about, about the role of the running back, and he said, look, he said, you've got to give the running back the ball. He said, when I used to play, he said, I, I might not gain much, for the first six or seven carries. He said, but I used to say to John Robinson, the coach, you've got to keep giving me the ball. He said, because I knew at some stage I'd break one. I might get a 15-yard run, and then i get an eight-yard run. Then I'd get a 25-yard run. Then straight away, I'm in the groove. He said, but you've got to start giving me the ball. And you've got to keep giving me the ball. If you want to feature back, he's got to have the ball. And I think we saw this from Alvin Kamara early in the season. First four games, Mark Ingram suspended. The feature back for the Saints is Alvin Kamara. His production was off the charts. He was in one of my fantasy teams, and you wouldn't have traded him for anybody else in the NFL because he was gaining so many yards, scoring touchdowns. He was the feature piece of the Saints' offense. The problem is, though, Vern, then Ingram comes back. So he gets 14 carries. Kamara gets 16. 30 carries split between two. Neither of them really get on track. Neither of them ever really find the groove. Then there's the conversation about who's going to be the short yardage back. Well, Kamara's saying, look, I was the guy getting all the touchdowns. Now Ingram's going to get a few. So my nose is out of joint a little bit. And I think when you've got a situation like this, it's hard to ever really get either of them completely on track. And I think the Saints have paid the price. Yes, they've kept them both healthy. But I don't think either of them at the moment look like a dominant feature running back. And I think it's held back the offence.
0: Yeah, 100%. I totally agree, which therefore puts more pressure on Drew Brees, which puts more pressure on the offense, which yeah. puts more pressure on Sean Penn. And you just wonder what the nerve is like over there in New Orleans, especially when but they're. let's gonna... be honest. They've got the running backs, but he's only got one receiver. There's
2: only really Michael Thomas. The second best receiver on the Saints is Ted Ginn. Ugh. Then there's a guy called Kirkwood. I'm not sure whether Alistair's masquerading <laughs> in there. He's got, a, he's got a shirt for the playoffs. Keith Kirkwood, I think his name is. All of a sudden, he's catching the odd touchdown pass. The tight ends aren't a factor. You know, Taysom Hill's a bit... but They've not really got... When you think about the Saints' offences of the past, you know, they've got a lot of pieces. Reggie Bush, Marcus Colston, etc. Jimmy Graham. They've got a lot of pieces. And Breeze have got a lot of options. But they've not got a great deal of game breakers. His arm's not quite as strong as it was. I'm a bit concerned about the Saints. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I think we've seen the best of them. I, I, I don't see it. I think their they're goose is cooked. I think on the other side of things, I would have said exactly that about Jared Goff and the Rams up until a couple of weeks ago. But the bye week that they had has done wonders for them. Now, you're looking at the, the, the running back situation there. CJ Anderson, who they've picked up off the street, he looks world class. And all <laughs> of a sudden, Todd Gurley has got a bad knee. They can look after Todd Gurley a little bit more. So they have a genuine two-headed monster. They've still got Robert Woods. They've still got Brandon Cooks. They've still got Reynolds. They've still got Higby, the tight end. These are a dangerous group of hombres now. I I don't think anybody wants to play the Rams at the minute because they are healthy. And they've also got that key piece on defense in Aaron Donald, who gets to the quarterback no matter what you do, pressures, sacks, the best defensive player in the NFL for me this season. Maybe the best defensive player in the NFL, full stop. I like the look of the Rams. They look a little bit rejuvenated now. And maybe, just maybe, they could actually win the whole thing. I think they're going to get there. I think they beat the Saints this weekend.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. Just quickly, Darren, defense wins championships. You mentioned the Rams. Have they got the best champ, uh, best uh, defense in this four uh, that are going to compete on the weekend? No. I don't think
2: they have. I think New England have. And I think the last month of the season bears that out. Uh, I don't think they've given up any more than 23 points in the last month of the regular season, New England. They've tightened up. They've got all the assignments right. They're always a better team at this time of the year. I'd probably give the defensive edge just about to the Patriots at this stage. But I would reiterate, the best defensive player left in the playoffs Where's the blue and yellow of, of the LA Rams. And that's Aaron Donald. And I think if he's on it this weekend... It could be a long afternoon for Drew Brees.
0: All right, we will wait and see. Looking forward to that. With bated breath, I cannot wait. Set me stall out early. Sit down. I'm going to go full-on food that's bad for you. Nachos, burgers, pizza, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, whatever. I'm going to go full-on slob at the weekend because I cannot wait to find out which teams will be watching at the Super Bowl. All right, Darren, pick six. Into the end zone for the pick six. First one to you. Chargers were a good pick for Super Bowl, but didn't quite make it. Uh, Philip Rivers, is he the best quarterback never to have played in a Super Bowl? Whoa! Cool, what a big question that is. Huge, right? Wow, wow. I'm going to start off. Woo. Randall Cunningham. You think? Oh, what a quarterback.
2: He was brilliant. He was an icon. Dan Fouts is in the Hall of Fame, and he never played, he never played in one, did he? No, he never did. You're I right. might go Dan Fouts. I might go Fouts as a Hall of Famer. I mean, there's got to be some from way back that we don't know about.
0: Well, I always feel sorry for the fact that Dan Dan Marino never won one. I would have loved Dan Marino to have won one, you know what I mean? Because he he was an icon of the game uh, for every British American football fan throughout the 80s and the 90s. I felt sorry for Dan that he didn't pick up a Super Bowl ring, but he had an amazing career. There's quite a few, right? I mean, come on, let's not forget Tim Tebow. He should have won one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it's I think he's definitely in the top three. Rivers, yeah, he has got to be surely. Because I, I and I think he, I think he'll go into the Hall of Fame, won't he? Yeah. With the yards and everything, the yeah. career victories.
0: Yeah, you would hope so. I don't I, I think, think he's going to get in. I don't think he'll be uh, first round elect or select Hall of Fame. I think it'll take him a few he, a few attempts. I, I, I think he's straight in. I think he's first ballot. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Well, this
2: one—I'm going to read this next one as it says on Simon Cross's running order because I'm not sure what answer I'm going to get. Yeah, did Tess come through with a Christmas present? I'm not sure what you're expecting, my
0: friend. Well, I think—I think I—I think I, I was hinting at Tess uh, at the fantastic Christmas presents ah. that you received from Mrs. F. Do you know what I mean? The tickets to Soldier Field to watch the Bears and yeah. the Packers. The fact that you got uh, some lovely NFL memorabilia, the trip of a lifetime where you went down the west coast of America, picked up some some basketball, some American football. You went to Marshawn Lynch's sports shop, that kind of thing. Do you know, uh, No, in 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 a sentence, Darren, I got a rucksack. (laughs) It would be a nice rucksack, though. Yeah, it's a lovely. It's a it's a Samsonite rucksack, and if anything goes wrong with it, I can replace it any Samsonite shop around the globe. Uh, But the sports tickets next fifty two years if you got the receipt. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like Tess just she just (laughs) she refuses to sit down and let me teach her American football. She just thinks it's a lot of men running into each other. Which really, (laughs) when it comes down to brass tacks, that is what's happening. But uh, for her to sit down in a stadium and watch an NFL game, that is never going to happen. That's why I'm going under the radar and I am slowly, well, it's not slowly, I am quickly making Phoebe, my eldest daughter, the number one NFL fan in the house.
2: Vern, just pause there because Lauren's now arrived at the car. Hang on. Lars?
1: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weight weightloss. That's plushcare.com weight weightloss. The
2: game's off. Oh, I've just got a text. It's off. Come and get in.
0: This, this, getting in. this is staying in, by the way.
2: She's gone. Right. Brilliant. Okay. Right. So the next, Let, let me, let me, let me just digress and give you a little tale. <clears throat> this is, this is, you know, when you're, when you're a, when you're a good person, you live, life, you live life right. Good things happen. Yeah. Or you can just fluke it like I have with this. <laughs> so I was reading a book because obviously I, I suggested I might be going back in with the Bears next year. So I was reading a book. About the eighty five Bears. And they were quoting this book in there called Calling the Shots by Mike Singletary, you know, the great Bears linebacker. Yeah, 100 percent So I thought I'll get a copy of that. I'll get a copy of that. Sounds quite good, that. So I went on to Amazon and I couldn't get it on the Kindle, on the iPad. So I thought I'll get a, a second hand copy. They've got second hand copies available, and there are various buying options, aren't they? Different prices. Yeah. Yeah. For these books used, yeah. you know, good, very good, excellent, brand new, etc. So I find one anyway in the US, £1.50, £5 postage and packet. So six, £6.50, condition very good, Call in the shots, Mike Singletary. Bang, right, order it, three weeks later, big bang on the floor, book comes through the letterbox, brilliant. Open it up, it's in great condition, the book. There's the samurai on the front cover, number 50 of the Chicago Bears. Open the, the cover of the book and on the inside page, the white page, there is Mike Singletary's signature in the book. So for £1.50 plus £5 and packing, I have a pretty much mint-conditioned copy of Calling the Shots by Mike Singletary, signed by Mike Singletary.
0: Hang on, that's a fluke and a half. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So
2: all I can think of is that this warehouse in America has got a box of these books. So they don't know what they are. So they just chuck them out for a quid 50. Anybody can have them. And it must be a box of signed copies because you know what it's like when, when these superstars bring the books out, they'll sign however many thousand copies, won't they? And they oh, get, yeah. They get distributed around. They get shoved in a box and sent off where they're going. They must just have a box of these. But I went back on the other day. There's one available for one P. Wow. You can buy one for one P. Yeah, 1P. I don't know whether it's signed or not. I'm, I'm having a bit of that. I almost think it's like Tombola, that you, you kind of, you can buy one. There are these signed ones out there, because I've got one. So wow. it's like Lucky Dip, isn't it? Yeah. Stick your hand in, pay a tenner, Lucky Dip, and you go. Buy. Oh, yeah, mine's signed. Oh, mine's not. But there it is.
0: That is
2: brilliant. And I know it is, because it's got the the hashtag, hashtag 50 next to the signature, which the American football players always do.
0: Yeah, they do. They do. Hey, well, look at you. Love it. Nice Love
2: class. it. Yeah. So I've got the numbers this week, so it's kind of pick five because I gave you those those Vegas bits, yeah, didn't I, with the uh, the points differential. So I'm going to go straight into your next one now. All right, go on then. Um, which is, how did the Fantasy League end? Oh, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you
2: carry on. I'm just going to sing in the background a little song while you speak. All right. So, ladies and
0: gentlemen, after a full season of fancy football, I think you can tell by the reaction of the one and only Darren Fletcher that Darren won our fancy football league this year and he won it with some very, very sneaky inside trading, I do believe. No, I'm joking. Uh, some good trades were made. <laughs> Waivers he uh, utilised to the full extent. And I think he ended the season with four defences on his bench. Why? I don't know. But you know what? He won, so you can't complain. And you know what, Darren? I'll tell you why. i am... I'll tell
2: you why. Give, I'll tell you why. Go on. So nobody else could have him.
0: Yeah, very good.
2: <laughs> so nobody else could have
0: him. Very good. So... Yeah. So I am yet to put my sixty quid into the pot. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you uh, whatever the exchange rate is. I'm going to give you the sixty pound equivalent in dollars when we arrive in Atlanta.
2: I love that. I was hoping you'd do that because then I go straight to the merch stand. Exactly. So goes, I like
0: that. It goes straight Cause... in your pocket. We cut out the middleman. We cut out ESPN because that's who yep. we play our league through. And I thought, I'll, give, I'll just give it to him. We'll take a picture. We'll post it up on the Fumble uh, Twitter feed. Uh, me handing over Darren's 60 quid, his winnings for being champion season twenty. The beauty of it as well is,
2: it's not, been, it's, it's not been mentioned on the WhatsApp group a great deal. No. Now If you remember, really early in the season, Big Tim was annoying the hell out of me. Can you remember?
0: Yeah, I do. I do.
2: Right, so Big Tim was pressing and pressing and he thought he got the best team, and he's gone. Do you want to have fifty quid on it then? <laughs> Whoever goes furthest. So I said, "Yeah, fine, just to get him off my case. If you stop sending messages, I'll have the bet." So who do I play in the final? But Big Tim. <laughs> so not only does he lose the final, but it costs him another fifty quid. But he wasn't. On top he he lost wasn't.
0: He wasn't confident at all in the playoffs. He, he was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's yours, Darren. You've done it. You know." But I, I, I ironically, right. <laughs> the, I, I scored the most points in the final week. I had a hundred and fifty-eight points, hundred and forty-eight point six ridiculous. points. In the Ridiculous! Last game. That was the biggest of the season for anybody, wasn't it? It was insane. It was met. Everyone pulled through. Yeah, everyone had like almost more than twenty points. It was a joke. It really was. Uh, but it was a great uh, fantasy football season. Loved it as always. Good banter on the WhatsApp group. Uh, some good waivers were made. Some good trades were made. And that's one thing that I'm going to do next year: is getting on the trades early. Get in on the trades early. I think that is one of the key elements to your success, Darren. But once again, congratulations. Right, here we go. Uh, You've been to a lot of championship games, Darren. Alistair Kirkwood told us on this podcast earlier on in the year, before Christmas, that they were better than the Super Bowl. Do you agree or do you disagree with Alistair, the big man?
2: Disagree, disagree, disagree. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. I mean, they're great games, the championship games, but there's nothing like the pomp and circumstances. The whole week, isn't it? So all of those events around it, it's the fact you've got tens of thousands of people in the city who aren't even going to go to the game. They're just there to enjoy it. And it was confirmed for me last year. Every AFC or NFC championship game I've ever been to, I can remember completely. I've been to one Super Bowl with you, Philadelphia Eagles against the New England Patriots in Minnesota. And I can't remember most of it. There is a reason for that.
0: Ah, Bud Light! Bud Light!
2: There is a reason. A reason for that.
0: So, oh, I've got to go Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. It's just, I tell everyone, I said, you know, all my friends, everyone who, who you end oh, you're an American football fan, yes, have you ever been to a Super Bowl? The majority of people, unfortunately, say, no, I've never been. And I say, you have to, have to put it on your bucket list. You have to make sure that if you're a sports fan, it doesn't matter whether you like American football. It doesn't matter whether you know the ins and outs of the games. It doesn't matter if the only player you know is Tom Brady and the only team that you know are the New York Giants. You know, just random teams... Great player. It doesn't matter. You have to go to a Super Bowl to experience the whole brouhaha that is the fact that the Super Bowl starts the week before. Kick-off, yes. It's average yes, four it's, o'clock on the Sunday. Yeah. But it starts the week before. And I've already messaged, messaged, Darren, on our WhatsApp group, our Fumble WhatsApp group, the parties this year in Atlanta are insane. Basically, every major hip-hop, rock and roll, pop artist... Old school, new school. They are all going to Atlanta. And this is my next question on the pick six, Darren. What's our budget for party tickets? Oh. I know. You better get Lauren this is in the car. This
2: is a bit of a... Can I put it through the business? Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I've as?
0: already, already blagged us a couple of guests at a couple of parties. I've managed to get some people to help us out. So... I am gonna name drop. Uh I've I've got in touch with uh Ray Lewis, obviously, because he's having a gathering. Oh right, okay. Ron Jaworski is having his cigar evening with Mike Ditka. We have to go to that. What if you don't smoke? Well, I guess you just stand at the door and inhale the cigar smoke. <laughs> Are the windows open? Yeah, well I I would hope so. I hope it's a fully ventilated venue. <laughs> But I would imagine there's, so a, there's a cigar is, is, room is, because is, is there's Ron nothing is, worse than going to a cigar goodness. party and then leaving the cigar party and yeah. smelling of cigars, having not consumed a cigar. Well, that's what
2: yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Are we going to get there? And I'm going to be stood next to you. And Ron Jaworski and Mike Dicker are going to be in one of those glass rooms like you see at French <laughs> Airport. And, we're and we can't like, get anywhere like, near Like is we're in an, an
0: aquarium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: In smoking jackets, but it yeah, would be it will
0: big... be worth it getting in there just to get a picture with those two. You know what I mean, with, arm big, in arm, yeah, side course, by yeah. side with yeah. Dick and and Jaworski. Uh There's also Jonathan yeah. Babino, you know the uh, big tackle for the Atlanta yep. Falcons. He said he would take us out. Mister Crawford, okay. our good friend Jack Crawford, said that he would take us out around Atlanta yep. as well. So we, we've got a, a couple of things penciled in nicely in the diary. But I just think if so, we if we sh- can get to a uh, what are you thinking there? What, what else is there? Well, there's what, the food. What, if you've obviously. You've got one in
2: your mind. Well, because now yeah. oper- and now you operate, you're, you're thinking, am I going to be able to get Fletcher into this place here?
0: Well, so, I, I like the Foo Fighters, what, and the Foo thinking? Fighters are playing on the Saturday are night. Where at? There's a music venue where all the big major parties are going to take place. And I think on Saturday night it's the direct TV party, and the Foo Fighters are headlining. And I just wanted to know, are you a Foo Fighters fan?
2: And you fancy going there, do you?
0: Yeah, but you know what will happen? We'll probably end okay. up in some burger joint. We'll probably end up drinking uh, <laughs> copious amounts of Bud Light, and we'll probably be in bed by nine. <laughs> You see, people
2: are now thinking, so Vern wants to go and see the Foo Fighters and the greedy get that he's going with is
0: going to drag him to a burger. That, people think that's me now. No, but what I'm saying is our days will be, like we love, like you and I, let's be honest, everyone knows we are football nerds, all right? We will be on top selfie mode. With whatever NFL player, past, present or future, we can find. And we will do Radio Raw and we'll meet uh, the whole of the UK NFL uh, media, press. Everyone who's got a podcast is going to be there. We'll probably end up chewing the fat with Neil and all the team at Sky Sports. But when it comes down to brass tacks, we want to leave. We want to go and have a few pints, a few beers. And we want to just chew the fat with the fans because we had so much fun. At Minnesota. When we were sat in the stadium, we had Patriots fans in front of us, we had Eagles fans behind us, and it just so happened we weren't leery, we weren't out of order, that we were the focus of attention because there's two, these two English gentlemen shouting whoop whoop, hey hey, at the Super Bowl. Isn't that right, Dan? <laughs>
2: With about sixty-five bottles around them. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> makes us sound like well, we alcohol. can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can assess it, can't we? If, that, if that's what you want to do, then I'm, I'm your wingman. All right. I'm your Atlanta wingman, so I've got, I've got to be there. This is not a oh, I don't want to. This is we're in it. We're on the trip. This is, this is what we're doing. If you want to go and see the food fighters or whatever they're called. I might go.
0: <laughs> the food fighters, yes. Let's go and see them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go see the food fighters. Yeah, so it, it's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be no, good. No, it's good. It's going to be good. Yeah, don't, don't you worry about
2: budgets, my friend. I've got my fantasy league Oh, yes. Spend. You got are all good. We're all good. I think it's like, going to be
0: all $70, yeah. $78. I've got $60. $70 dollars i got.
2: Yeah, i got 70 bucks to spend. That's going to go a long way, that man, too. I know it. Oh, might man. buy me one cigar at Dickers' oh, Do. There you go. So the final <laughs> question of the week, Vern, final question of the week is
0: please discuss Tom Brady's hair the last time we saw it oh we haven't got enough time but I'm going to try my best David Beckham made his haircut a visual signature David Beckham every major team that he went to from Manchester United Real Madrid Paris Saint-Germain Uh, Milan, he went over to America. He always had a different haircut for whatever significant part of his career he was at. He had the Mohawk, the skinhead. He wore an Alice band. He had the long uh, dyed blonde locks, all that kind of stuff. Tom Brady needs to figure out what he's doing and who's cutting his hair. On Sunday, it looked like someone had pinned him down in art class, unscrewed the razor blade from a pencil sharpener, and had a right proper go at his sides. It was hideous. The boy is worth Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's got a wife who has been at the peak of the high-end fashion industry. But yeah, he can't, still can't sort out his lid. It's ridiculous. And he's not had a stitching yet. So he just needs someone to say, Tom, dude, you are the best quarterback of all time. You're going to go down in history. And if you make it to the Super Bowl, you can't have your hair like that. You've got to either lob it off or sort it out. It was horrendous. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. Twitter was like, what is Brady's hair all about? It was obscene. Do you think that Giselle, Mrs
2: Brady, who, who is, you know, undisputedly one of the most beautiful women in the world, right? Do you think she ever sits down and says, listen, fella, I know you've got these big, chunky sovereign-like rings. You've got them all over your hands. And, you know, you, you're a nice kid, but you wear pyjamas made of kale. You eat avocado ice cream. Look at the state of your hair. If you're going to roll with me long term, you've got to sort yourself out. And Do you think that that conversation ever takes place?
0: Well, I would imagine that, you know, whenever she's going to a dude, like they're always at the Met Ball together, aren't they? And she's always in a nice frock. And Tom always tries something a little bit Lewis Hamilton, you know, left of centre, a little bit quirky. He doesn't pull it off because his lid, his barnet, is shocking. Shocking. And he's a handsome young man, do you know what I mean?
2: yeah, I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience here. You know, Mrs. I F, do. Yeah, she'll think nothing of turning around and saying, you're not going out looking like that. Oh, 100%, and I, I have Darren. to take it on the chin. I have to, ta- yeah, I have to take it on the chin. 100%. 100%. Yeah, and all we're doing, we're, we're, going, we're going for a pub lunch. And yeah. she says, you're not going like that. This fella, he's going on to television in front of millions of people as her husband. Yeah. And he's, his hair's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Surely she's going, Tom, come on, really?
0: Yeah.
2: Really? Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm only kind of Given you the insight as to what it must be like over the breakfast table at Chez Brady. I know if that was me and that was Lauren, I'd be in all kinds of trouble if I was strolling around looking
0: like that. Oh, if it was me, I'd, I'd have grief from the missus about me hair, but not only that, even worse, I'd have it from my mum and dad, especially my mum. Oh, Lord. Well,
2: Tess would have said, listen, Tess would have said, listen, you're not using your new rucksack until you sort your hair out. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> Go and get no your winky blindness cap no and put way. that on.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Oh, and that's why we love the Fumble podcast. Uh, Brady's hair. There you go. All right, uh, let's wrap it up, Darren, because we've done the pick six. Two-minute warning. Are you ready? Strap yourself in. All set. All right, two-minute warning. Here we go. Who do you... First of all, quick question. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? The LA Rams. The L. You want the L. A. Rams to win the Super Bowl. I won I, I spoke We yes. spoke about it. I would like to see Drew Brees in his fortieth year pick up another Lombardi Trophy. After everything that Brady said about playing past forty, blah blah blah. I'd like Drew Brees to pick up a Super Bowl because I think if the New Orleans Saints fans are in Atlanta, it's going to be party. party, 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 party vibes.
2: What one player... I mean, the proper answer is the LA Chargers, but they're not in
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want
2: the LA Chargers to win it, because they're gone.
0: What one player player. would you like to add to that squad that would definitely guarantee them a victory?
2: I would like to add to the Los Angeles Rams to guarantee them victory, Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs. I knew you would say that. They're okay down the field. Yeah, I think the running backs are great. The quarterback throws a great ball. The line's fine they could upgrade the tight end and I think if they got Kelsey who for me is the best in the business at what he does now he's gone past Gronkowski I think if Kelsey goes into the Rams I think that makes the offence unstoppable so what about
0: you for the Saints Antonio Brown you put Drew Brees with Antonio Brown all the controversy that's surrounding the diva that is Antonio Brown I mean and that's what it looks like has happened he's just gone you know what fellas I am bigger and better than this club I apologise but I am I think if Sean Payton could wind his neck in a little bit you are Drew Brees and Antonio Brown together on that New Orleans Saints offense where they've already got two very, very well established running backs. I think that would make them pretty, pretty unbeatable. I think they'd be awesome and I think that would guarantee them a trip to the Super Bowl and I think they would beat whoever they were playing. I think if you swapped players from the respective teams to do
2: it, oh, that's I think a good if you one. Aaron Donald on the Saints. Yes. Ar- Aaron Donald on the Saints and Michael Thomas on the Rams. I think you might just get away with that one too, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, or you could take the receivers for the Chiefs and put them on the Saints. <laughs>
2: yeah, could do a lot of things, really. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. We could, we could we we could take Jared Goff's hair and put it on Tom Brady's hair.
0: <laughs> That'd be a start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. I think Brady. I think Brady would look better with what, with Mark Ingram's ski mask. With, the way that his air is at the moment. Oh, well, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah I like shocking. that. He could do that. He could do that. Uh, Darren, we're yeah. back, and I think we're back with Avengers. And thank you very much to everyone for tuning we in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we will find out what happens championship weekend ASAP. We will definitely be back next week, but it'll be a little bit earlier because I'm off to Santiago for round three of the ABB FIA Formula E Championship, which I am loving. Uh, Darren, champ- uh, what have you got coming up? Uh, Champions League next week? No, nothing next week. Champions
2: League, middle of Feb. Uh, so I've got a relatively quiet week next week, so I'll be good to go whenever you are. I would just like to inform you there's a blue flashing light behind my steamed up car in the school car. Park, <laughs> All right, so we might w- need to go. We'll, we'll move stage.
0: swiftly on. <laughs> uh, we'll let Darren leave, uh, 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 We'll leave Darren to deal with the feds. But this has been a shooting <laughs> shark production. Thank you very much. We apologise that we haven't been around, but we are back, and I hope you enjoyed it. And you know, do whoa, the usual stuff. Let's cut him off. Cut him off. Cut him off. We. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's a team effort. We apologise that we've not been around. We? You know, it's a a team effort, Darren. There's no I in team. Uh, Alan Wicker. Alan Wicker. Brady can't do it all on his own. Uh, (laughs) But thank you very much for tuning in. This has been a Shooting Shark production. And before he slaps me across the airwaves, we bid you farewell. Have a good one. See you later.